Hammer time. Go with the well, good morning, Buffalo. It's Dominic Cortese, and Hammer Time Radio starts right here, right now. When you want the work done right, call Dominic Cortese. Call Cortese, your man for Leaking roof? Need new windows? Looking to remodel your kitchen or bath? You've come to the right place and the right time. Broadcasting on News Radio 930 WBEN since 1989, this is Hammer Time Radio. Now, your host, your man for home improvements, Dominic Cortese. Good morning, homeowners, and welcome once again to Hammer Time Radio. Dominic Cortese with you with a special show with uh, our good friend Todd Schmeagel. Todd the Plumber. Good morning, Todd. Hey, good morning, Dominic. Great to have you back on your show again. Glad to have you. I invited Todd to be on today uh, because the investigation is complete as to the reason that the house in Lackawanna exploded, and it was determined that it was indeed a natural gas leak. Todd, what should a homeowner be aware of when it comes to the potential of having a gas leak? The first and foremost obvious thing, though, is that you should smell it. Uh, correct. Natural gas doesn't have any odor in itself, and, and uh, all the, the gas companies actually in, induce an odor or a smell into the gas, so you can sense it. Uh, and that's your first indication. Um, one of the best things to do is make sure that your piping is installed correctly. Don't have a homeowner do it. You know, If you're unsure, have a professional do it, because there are so many vulnerable spots in a gas line that can mm-hmm. fail. Talk about how important it is to test gas lines as well. Absolutely. When a gas line is installed, it needs to be pressure tested. And National Fuel, when they come to your house to turn your meter on for the first time, they're going to pressure test it. And you think it might be 20 or 30 pounds of pressure, and that's not the case. It's barely a pound of pressure they put in there. And time is the factor. How long is it in there for before it happens? So they'll put it in for 10 or 12 minutes or something like that. And if the, if the gauge doesn't move, you're good. But it's very important to have them pressure tested. Now, can a homeowner do a leak test? Um... Yeah, I mean, as easy as doing a bubble test, Tom. You you can mix up some palm olive or any type of liquid soap and, and brush it on any vulnerable joints that you think might be a problem, and if it bubbles, there's a leak. How many times have you gone into a house, I can, I can attest to this uh, firsthand, and I smell natural gas, but yet the homeowner was unaware? Correct. They, they get used to the smell after a while. It's just another, another smell that they don't even pay attention anymore. And I'm the same way, too. I have plumber's ear or nose, I guess, in this case, and... Um, so, yeah, checking the leaks is, is a good thing when you, when you smell them. And, and if you're unsure of how to do it or what to do, one, call 911. Call the National Fuel, get out of the house, and let the professionals come over and take over. You know, what's, what intrigues me about this, this story is that this woman lived with a natural gas leak, and it was undiscovered. Uh, you know, so nobody noticed it when they came into the house, the gas smell. She never noticed the gas smell. Could it be possible that it was so slight uh, that it was undetectable? Well, that's it, hard to say. But nat- natural gas is actually relatively safe. You know, it, it has to be between a certain percentage for it to ignite or explode in this case. And that's between roughly 7 and 11%. So if it's too lean or too rich, it's not going to burn or explode. Mm-hmm. It would have needed a spark, though, too, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, any ignition source, a, a pilot on your hot water mm-hmm. heater. The- so if it built to a certain level and the pilot light of the hot water tank turned on, that could have been the trigger. Sure, yeah. Explosion. Even an electrical switch in some cases mm-hmm. where they have a, a heavy load on a switch and it arcs. So yeah. if you uh, at all suspect that you have uh, any leaking natural gas, you should attend to that immediately. Uh, that's an important element to safety in your home. Uh, we can talk about that. And any plumbing issue you have 
this Saturday morning here on Hammer Time Radio as Todd Schmiegel, our plumber, is in studio with me. And you know the number, 803-0930. Outside Buffalo, 1-800-616-WBEN. And our text line and uh, cell call-in line, the same, 803-0930, the Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. And during the week, uh, you can always email me, hammertime at cortese.net. Looking for pro- uh, show suggestions and topics you'd like me to cover, uh, write me an email, hammertime at cortese.net. And when you're on on the line, on the web, rather, check out cortese.net. Everything we do is there. Room additions, kitchen and bath renovations with our beautiful Bella Cucina Custom kitchen cabinet line, better living sunroom, solar shades, retractable awnings, and, of course, our small projects and window and door division. Or stop in and see us at our brand-new location, the World Headquarters, 9074 Main Street in Clarence. And, Todd, next Saturday we're broadcasting live from the show house uh, on Delaware Avenue, the Decorator Show House. Yeah, I worked there yesterday and, and the day before. What a beautiful facility. And I got to meet Ross and shake his hand. And it was, it was a nice time. And your boys are doing fantastic work. It's Thank very, you. Very intricate tile work. Yeah. Um, Michelle designed the one of the bathrooms. And uh, we'll be featuring that, of course, on our uh, uh, audio tour next Saturday of uh, the Decorator Show House as the opening day is next Saturday. It's hard to believe it's here already. Uh, usually the this is a springtime event. COVID pushed everything back, and now uh, late summer, early fall. It runs to the 18th of September. Starts next Saturday. So uh, mark your calendar to uh, go online and buy the tickets. By the way, they're not available at the door. You have to buy them online. That's next Saturday as we broadcast from the Decorator Showhouse on Delaware Avenue. In the meantime, give us a call. Anything around the house that needs my attention, or if you have a plumbing question for Todd. 8030930. Good morning from Dominic Cortez. And before you pick up the hammer, before you pick up the drill, pick up the phone and give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. Before we talk to you, though, we're going to travel north on Transit Road to the Clarence side and say buongiorno to my paisano, Gabriel Madalena, the branch manager of the Lakeshore Savings Bank branch on Transit Road in Clarence. Hey, Gabe. Good morning, Dominic. How are you today? Good, good. Always a pleasure to have you on the air, and always a pleasure to talk about all the great things going on at Lakeshore Savings Bank with the 2.5 fixed for 12 months home equity line of credit with no cost whatsoever. We are blowing it out of the water with this HELOC. Um, We're taking a lot of applications, making a lot of people happy. Um, People are getting their home improvement projects done. They're uh, paying off some debt. Uh, with this rate of 2.5%. And you know what? We got tuition coming up with uh, colleges starting up soon. So uh, great way, great time to get onto the HELOC with uh, Lakeshore Savings Bank. And with rates being so low, Gabe, people are asking me about the option of perhaps not doing a HELOC, but rather going with a cash-out refi. And you know what? That is such a great way to do it. Um, We have a 10-year rate starting at 2.125. Oh, my God. It's ridiculous. Or even if you go with a 30-year fixed, 2.75%. That's amazing. It's amazing. Closing costs are low. Uh, We have an efficient process in all of our, every branch you walk into is going to have a loan processor right there. Okay. In addition to at every branch you walk into, you have the opportunity to purchase a Buffalo Bills alumni poster. Uh, That's available at all the branches for $19.95. You still have a stockpile, right, Gabe? We do, we do. We have we have them in stock. Uh, they are selling as well. Um, it's a great way to 
uh, help out a, a great organization there, and uh, Lakeshore is right on top of that. Okay, that's the Buffalo Bills Alumni Foundation poster available at all the Lakeshore branches at 1995. Gabe, the phone number at the Clarence branch. Phone number here is 688-6114. And repeat that for us. 688-6114. For 130 years, Lakeshore Savings Bank. Putting people first. Come and meet me down by the shore. Lakeshore. So if you haven't driven by the New World Headquarters yet, you need to do that and check it out. And check out the windows that we have. The windows are Marvin windows, the essential window from Marvin. Yep, of course, Big L, our supplier of the Marvin essential windows. And my good friend Bill Horbitz Sr., Bill and I go way back. And if you ever run into Bill, ask him, Bill, what's your philosophy uh, in business? He'll shrug his shoulders and he'll say, just do the right thing. And that's what it's all about at Big Al, is doing the right thing for you, the homeowner. Stop into their showroom, 2727 William Street in Chicktawaga, 895-8484. BigLWindows.com is their website. And in their showroom, you will see the complete line of Marvin windows and Thermatrue doors. Marvin has three layers for you to look at. Essential uh, is the one we chose. Elevate is the hybrid fiberglass and uh, and wood window, and then the signature line, which is the all-wood clad exterior, the Cadillac of all the windows. Marvin has a selection for you and a price that will fit your budget. Marvin windows and doors, Thermatrue doors, all at Big L Windows and Doors at 2727 William Street in Chictawaga. Ask them about their total trust guarantee that will be important for you if you ever have a problem down the line. They'll come back, and they'll take care of you. They've, take care of, they've taken care of us over all the years, and we're glad we have their windows in our new building. Big L, windows and doors. Always remember to buy right the first time and buy from a Hammer Time partner. 1020 is Hammer Time. It's Dominic Cortese. Touch Meagle, our plumber, is in studio with me. We're taking your plumbing questions or anything around the house at 803-0930 as we go to East Aurora first and chat with Karen. Good morning, Karen. You're on WBEN. Morning. How are you? I'm fine. How about yourself? Good, good. What can we do for you today? Well, I have a question. So I um, I have a, a home, two-bedroom, or uh, two-story home, and um, it seems like when if there's somebody upstairs like showering with the warm water, and if we go into the other bathroom that's upstairs, if they turn on the warm water to wash their hands or whatever, the pressure will drop on both in both rooms. It's only in with the hot water though, never the cold, and mm-hmm. it only seems to happen upstairs. Uh, I wonder what kind of water lines you have going upstairs. Galvanized water lines are very prone to clogging up inside, restricting flow dramatically. Mm-hmm. So if they're galvanized, that's something you need to be uh, replaced. How old is the house, Karen? Uh, um, it's, uh, 18 years. Oh boy, it's probably oh, copper, copper or for sure. Yeah. Do you think it has anything to do with the age of the tank? Um, yeah. how's, how's the first floor pressure on, on your fixtures? I'm um, saying, say it again. The pressure coming out of your first floor bathroom or kitchen. It seems fine. I never have issues. Like if a couple of people are running water, warm water, hot water, doing laundry, whatever, mm. dishwasher, it's not, it's only upstairs. It's in... And it's only the hot water, well, uh, warm water. One of the things could be the valves that go upstairs to shut the water on and off. They're called riser valves or just regular old wheel valves. Uh, it could be closed or not fully mm-hmm. open. So I would check it make sure that's no. that's open. LB, yeah. where would you where would a riser? Because I knew recently I had an expansion tank put on because the pressure was too high, well, maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't know. Somebody's thinking maybe it's hot. Could possibly be the hot water tank. Um, it's uh, the original. Uh, potentially, the I mean, there's a full port openings on them, but uh, they could get restricted. But if you're telling me the first floor is operational, fine. Uh, I would look at the valves that are going up to your second floor. So those would be in the basement, um, and they would probably be. You know, you, you may have to do a little, um, you know, searching around to find them. Um, but you'll see them going straight up, so that'll be the indication that those are the risers that are going up to the second floor. Uh, you may need, mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone like Todd to come over and help find them. But um, yeah, it's a po it's possible that they're not open all the way. Yeah, exactly. They're maybe shut off for maintenance. So and... with that in mind, um, is the uh, water flow both hot and cold uh, less than the first floor? No, it's it's only you mean in general. No, I don't think so. I mean pressure in itself. It could be. You know, let me ask you. You're talking about riser valve. So is that something similar to like when you I from my basement I have to turn on my spigots for the outside water at right. the there and I have to open those. Are those considered riser valves? Is that the well? It's like that. It'll, it'll it'll look just like that. But that's the shutoff for the uh, hose bib that you t just referred to. Right. That's yeah. the same. You're talking about these valves. I'm not sure what I'd be looking for because I yep. can see everything in my ceiling. Just a just a wheel valve, like Todd said, that resembles the hose bib. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So snoop around. If you still, if you, if you have time to do it right now and call back before we get off the air, maybe we can uh, take you to the next step with this. Okay. All right. So look for those valves and see if they're open. All right, wait. Yeah, call us back. All right, Karen. All right. All right. Karen's line is now free. The number is 803-0930. As we move along to uh, Wheatfield and uh, chat with uh, Eric. Good morning, Eric. You're next. Good morning. How are you? Good, sir. Good. Um, I had a remodel and addition put on my house about a year ago. It was finished up in October. And we had an addition put on for a bedroom. We had a full bath renovated into a half bath. We took the shower out and renovated that room. Uh, since that was completed, that half bath smells horrible. Um, I'm, I've been calling it a sewer gas. I don't know what else to mm -hmm. call it. It smells like like a dirty bathroom, mm -hmm. how often we've cleaned it. Called the contractor. He's been very responsive, been out here a number of times, brought his plumber with him a number of times, tried different things, did some kind of a methane gas check, didn't find any leaks. Um, called another plumber. He came out and made a recommendation of trying to seal off just to be, well, we had the toilet pulled back off, had the, the seat, uh, the wax seal reseated. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They caulked around the toilet as well, didn't help any. So the plumber that came out, he suggested getting saran wrap, putting it across the toilet bowl, the toilet tank, uh, the vent coming into the bathroom from the heat, and sealing off the sink to try to reduce any kind of gases that could be coming into the bathroom to see if that eliminated it. It did not. The uh, plumber that was here said to him it smelled more like building material smell. But all the building materials that were done in that remodel are the same materials that were used in the kitchen remodel as well as the new bathroom that was added on, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. countertops, the flooring, et cetera, et cetera. Let me ask you this question before I turn it over to Todd. Was anything done with the venting of that room to change the sewer venting? Um, when they removed the shower, they did completely remove all the piping and capped that off. They removed the trap in the basement mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. So it's definitely nothing with that. And do you have any issues with uh, drain, drain suction? No, everything seems to work fine. The plumbers have checked that as well, and they seem to think everything's flowing well. They don't hear any gurgling 
or any hesitation or but, but we're confident that we have proper venting they think they seem to think so but that i really don't know mm-hmm. days of old every plumbing fixture is vented through the roof and then about 10 15 years ago the state allows air admittance valves and they're, they're they're a good tool but sometimes they have issues with them so if one was installed and it failed you're going to get sewer smell through that now where it would be used or where it would be installed is closest to the fixture under the sink possibly in a cabinet uh, they can be installed in a wall around your bathroom, but it has to have a grate on it so it has access to it. So do you have anything like that where they put an air mittens valve in with a grate or under your sink? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah. Um, now, we did have a first-floor laundry in, and they had to put some kind of a vent in there. Um I'm just writing this down. If, you, if yeah, they yeah. use an air admittance yeah. uh, valve, would there be an encumbrance to the suction if it wasn't working? If it wasn't working correctly, yes. It would it either wouldn't drain right because the vent yeah. didn't allow air to come right. in. Or in, in the opposite case where the vent remains open, you know, the rubber flap. So you'll have suction, so but the, you'll have sewer gas. But you have sewer gas in there. And I've actually seen those, quote, unquote, buried into a wall where mm-hmm. the plumber will put mm-hmm. them in and the drywall guy drives over but the top But if it was it. a bathroom prior, why would they have taken the vent out? Uh, maybe. They, did you uh, move your fixtures in your bathroom at all? No, we did not change or move the toilet mm. yeah. sink. Like you say, we did remove... The shower, but and you said it was capped off, and we're making the assumptions a good. Here's another job. question: Does the sink have a trap? Yes, it does. Okay, good. <laughs> and the toilet's the other issue too. If mm-hmm. that gasket's not properly sealed on there, uh, you'll you'll definitely get smell that way. Well, you've stumped us, I and mean, you've stumped Todd, which is hard to do, by the way. Well, I did get Todd's name from you guys to call him, and I just haven't had a chance yet. My wife just called me and said he's on the phone now. Yeah. <laughs> All in. Yeah. But back to that air admittance valve um, or vent. Mm-hmm. Is it a vent or a valve, did you say? Well, they call them air admittance valves, but it's, it's a plumbing vent. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it look like a wall vent type of thing? Well, what you're going to see in the wall, if it's properly installed, is a grill, a register grill, like from a heating system. And it doesn't necessarily have to be in the bathroom. It can be in the adjacent room and hallway or whatever. Uh, and behind that is the is the plastic vent. It's about the size of a coffee cup, like that's in front of Dominic right now, mm-hmm. but it's white. Oh. And it has it has a uh, kind of a movable kind of diaphragm in it of some kind. Yeah, real simple operation on the inside, but they they work well. But they can have these kind of problems associated mm-hmm. with them. Well, I am looking at a vent that they installed in the laundry room that they they added on, which is. Mm-hmm. Five feet from the bathroom. Okay. There you go. Now, the laundry room was added. It was a different room. It was a a den that we converted over. Okay. I think we're narrowing this down, because if there's one of those valves in that wall, that may be the smell that you're smelling in the bathroom. So we wouldn't necessarily smell it in the laundry room, but it it could potentially back up into the bathroom. Well, it could travel. The smell could could travel. Sure. You know, it would seem to me that maybe they weren't able to put a complete vent line in the laundry room because of, you know, not having a clear path to the roof. Correct, yeah. Yeah, so you don't disturb anything on the second floor uh, to get to the venting. Yeah. So if you uh, replace that air admittance valve, that may be the answer. Okay. All right, I will call the contractor and ask them if they um, put any addition, what, how they vented okay. the uh, the plumbing for the laundry. There you go. They tied it into the bathroom using their uh, that air. And you just saved a service call by us figuring this out on the air, and Todd uh, doesn't have to come anymore. Well, I <laughs> have him come out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Good luck with that, Eric. 
Hey, if you want to talk about increasing the value of your home, more than likely a bath renovation is in your future. It's Dominic Cortese here, and people love the look of a newly remodeled and modern bathroom, and the surefire sign of quality is a beautiful glass enclosure around your shower or bathtub from my friends at Twin City Glass. For over 50 years, the Weinholz family at Twin City has been in the business of creating elegant, high-quality glass for your bathroom. Now, you might not think there are many options when it comes to glass, but trust me, there are. And only Twin City has a life-size showroom for you to explore and discover the ideal glass for you. Now, make sure you look at Basco and Flerco. These are great brands that have offer you quality and style. All on display in the showroom in Willitzer Park. Here's the number, 694 3300. That's 694 3300. Stop in to Twin City Glass and tell them Dominic sent you. And always remember to buy right the first time and buy from a Hammer Time partner. Well, it's Dominic Cortese here. Call me crazy, but I like it when things are done right. The bigger the job, the more important it is to choose a company who does excellent work. So, Whenever someone says to me, Dominic, who do you recommend for roofs? I say, call the people that fix roofs right. Call Ava Roofing. When you call Ava, you get superior service and value because Ava's focus is on doing great work. That includes having an expert foreman on every job to ensure the job is done and done properly. Call Ava Roofing today and get an on-the-spot written estimate and project drawing There indeed is no reason to get stressed out about the condition of your roof, folks. Trust Ava's clean, prompt service. For roof replacement or repair, here's the number. 343-ROOF. Schedule a free estimate today. That's 343-7663. Go to avaroofing.com. Ava Roofing, because every dollar saved counts. And always remember to buy right the first time. And buy from a Hammer Time partner. 10.36 10.36 is the time on WBEN. You've got Dominic Cortese and Todd Schmiegel, our plumber, here in studio taking your plumbing questions and anything else I can help you with around the house as well at 803-0930 as we travel now to NT and chat with Harold. Good morning, Harold. We're at your house. Oh, great. Thank you for uh, taking the call. Uh-huh. Um, I called you a few weeks ago. You gave me a couple tips, and it was the show when people were calling in about taking elderly advantage yes 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 okay well i'm at my mother's house and she had a new driveway put in about 12 14 months ago and it's all pitting i walked around the neighbors who also had theirs done a year prior and they got like nickel pits is what's a cure for that or can i ask them to replace the whole thing so if these are just pop marks uh that are just uh pits from uh, that from aggregate that is that is popped. There's very little that can be done about that uh, to fix that. Um, it's a reality as to how the surface was finished. Uh, what we typically recommend is that the the aggregate in the surface be embedded. There's a special uh, screened roller that does that, pushes the aggregate down, brings more of the cream up to the top, creates a more uh, dense, uh, less porous surface, prevents the pitting. Uh, so if that wasn't done, that was the step that was missed. You know, it's hard to really trace that back to the installer, um, but it's usually the case that that's what was missed. Okay, because this was installed in like two sections. Like they did the driveway uh-huh. and that up to the sidewalk, and then they did the sidewalk up to the street and the walkway. 
The only thing that is pitting is the driveway itself. Yeah. Yeah. So the poor the poor mixture could have been different. Perhaps um, there was more water added to the mix. This will lead to a more of a weakened concrete, therefore more susceptible to the pitting. Um, it's a very difficult proposition to retrace. Um, if they're not willing to stand behind it, then you're kind of stuck. You could pursue legal action. Again, very difficult to prove fault, though. Well, I had them come out, and they were good. They came out, and they would seal it for less than I could buy the sealer and do it myself. Okay. Would that work? It'll help mitigate it from continuing. It's not going to reverse it. Okay, because he said, yeah, they, uh, you know, just covered it up. It's just going to flake off. Right, yeah. Nothing's going to reverse what's happened. It's all related back to the quality of the concrete and the way it was installed. So if one of your contractors did it and somebody had that complaint, would you make them remove it and replace it or just? It depends on how severe the issue was. If we lost wholesale sections of the surface, then that would be inadequate concrete. That would be definitely something that would be something we'd want to look at as far as the quality of the concrete. Yeah. Um, if it's just pit marks here and there, no, that's actually should be expected. Okay, because it's right in the center, but yeah. we don't park in the driveway. And the neighbor uh, across the street, that's who my mother got the contractor. Obviously, I won't say his name. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've got, like, nickel potholes in theirs, and theirs was done a year before. That's why I'm worried about if it's going to get that heat. Yeah. Um, usually after the first winter, you'll see the most of what will occur with concrete uh, degradation. Usually it'll stabilize after that. So if you've survived a year and it's looking, you know, okay, and there's only a few pop marks here and there, then I wouldn't be worried. Okay, but sealing will help? Sealing will help mitigate it from continuing, yes. Yeah, they said it'd probably take two years of sealing. Yeah, that's fine. If they're willing to do that, that's at least showing that they have goodwill on their part. Okay, great. All right? Thank you so much. Okay, good luck with that, Harold. Thanks for the call. Carol's line is now free, 803 That's the number for you to call. Anything around the house that needs uh, our attention, both uh, with general renovations and improvements, that would be me. And then with plumbing, that would be Todd, Todd Schmeagle. As we move along to Lancaster, and Rick, good morning. You're next. Hi, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, question I have is uh, more for Todd. Regarding the um, main feed line, water line that comes in you know, to my home, uh, if I wanted to replace the shutoff valve, does that need to be sweat soldered back on, or are there other methods to install one of those? No, truly, the water service that comes in your house is a, is a K copper, which is a soft copper but really thick. And what needs to be done, according to county rules, and you're near you're in Lancaster, so you have Erie County water, is you have a flared meter valve put on. So it's not soldered, it's not threaded on, but there's a flare put on there, then the meter valve, and then right after that needs to be your water meter. Uh, and then the, the balance of your piping in your house. Okay. So is it probably preferable that I have a, a light license pl- plumber to uh, do, do that particular replacement? Yeah, because the, the first thing you have to do is shut the water off at the street at, in front of your house, and to do that you have to know where your water box is, and sometimes they're covered over by grass. And mm-hmm. if that's the case, you call the county, they come market for your located market, and a guy like me or another plumber can come shut the water off and change a meter valve. Okay, so 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 the plumber can actually t- turn it off himself. Then. Yeah, yeah. M- more than likely, you should be able to shut it off at the street. I'm sorry, at, in front of your house. Every now and then, there are issues with it. But uh, call the county first. Just get a location of that water box. 
Yeah, we, we, we already have that marked. Right. Uh, is there any particular recommendation for the type of valve, replacement valve no. I want to put on there? No, you're sort of limited. It's going to be a wheel handle valve. It has to be a, a brass valve, and it has to be lead-free brass valve now in the new standard. So um, if, if it's a standard valve replacement, it's relatively simple. Gotcha. Uh, one last question regarding our water pressure. We're not totally pleased with the the amount of pressure that we have. Can anything be done to boost or improve, increase the pressure? Yeah, my parents lived in Lancaster and they had crummy water pressure for years. And what we did there is uh, put a water booster pump in right after your, mm. your meter. Uh, it's a pump that turns on and off respectively with the, with the pressure coming into your house and the need for it. Uh, so it would boost the water pressure to something more sustainable. Now, you don't want to have too much pressure because mm-hmm. uh, the ball cocks in your toilet are plastic, solenoids and washing machine valves are plastic, and you don't want the pressure too high. But mm-hmm. uh, I feel your pain with low water pressure. Where in Lancaster do you live, Rick? Uh, southeast area, almost in Alma. Yeah. That's... So you're in the town, not the village? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as far as the increased amount of pressure, is there, I mean, it, it, is that uh, regulated on, on the booster? Oh, sure, yeah. You, you know, 50 pounds of pressure is probably a pretty good number to have. Anything more than that, that's when you start potentially damaging something. Gotcha. All right. All right. Thanks for the call, Rick. Hope that helps. Thank you. Yes. Rick's line is now available for you at 803-0930. Good morning from Dominic Cortese. You're listening to Hammer Time Radio on WBEN. Hey, it was a hot week, huh? You got to love this summer weather. And even when it gets hot and sticky, your AC will feel great, right? Well, not always. Many people actually get sick. Yeah, or develop allergy symptoms with air conditioning. It's really the air conditioning that's making you sick? No, it's not the transition from 85 degrees and humid into 73 degrees and cool. It is the moisture from the air conditioning coils spritzing into your dirty ductwork that contains dust, Dead skin cells, decaying animal remains, dust mite feces, yuck, and who knows what else. That's circulating in the air throughout your home duct system. This, my friends, is called biofilm. You are breathing this moldy cocktail in, and maybe this is what's making you feel lousy. Peter Gordon joins us on the live line. Good morning, Mr. Gordon. Good morning, Dominic. Yeah, you know, and that is what happens. And you know what? We can stop talking about that in another, it's hard to believe, um, you know, we'll probably be wrapping up on air conditioning in three to six weeks, although the official fall is still six weeks out. Mm-hmm. But the um, here's, you know, one of the things is, is that uh, um, we'll just remind our listeners is that most people buy duct cleaning in the fall for various reasons. It's like they they were busy all summer um, with summer fun. And then they smell that awful smell of the stuff that when they turn their furnace on the first time, which we used to predict the date, sometime it's usually between September 20th and October 3rd, mm-hmm. after 30 years of this. <laughs> and, um, and, and that's just the, the stuff that's roasting on the heat exchanger that's settled over the summer. Right. We know that it gets busier then, so that's why, you know, we want people to beat, we're going encouraging them today to beat the fall rush. Right. Get that duckwork clean, get rid of any potential of any smell or anything that could make you sick. Peter's got extra special Hammer Time radio discounts. Here they are. I have one question before that. Okay. Did your did your de- high capacity dehumidifier run at all this week? <laughs> 
it, it, it did, but it turns off too, which is kind of amazing to see that it does its job and it turns itself off. Yeah. So, all right. So the before the duct cleaning deal, once again, we we still have a great inventory of those um, that we price protected by purchasing uh, like over twelve months ago, and. Um, so we have uh, $300 off on the high-capacity dehumidifier. You can't go without one of those um, today. This was a record week. I think five, five move, went out the door. Mm. Uh, they're just people realize, and then they tell other people how well they work, and it's worth the money. And then, of course, $300 off on the portable medical-grade air purifier and 500 off on the whole-house medical-grade air purifier. Both of these are 40 times more efficient than HEPA filtration. Amazing. And lastly, what you asked about, if people call me today, if you want to beat the fall rush, you've got a supply and demand. So we still are offering the uh, all-inclusive deal, which means for your duct cleaning, that's with uh, full duct cleaning and sanitizing, as well as uh, um, dryer vent cleaning and Canberra gel and spray. And uh, you can save anywhere from 75 to $125 depending on the size of your home, uh, on, on that bundled deal. Great. Unbelievable discounts, and only you can get them by calling today. 683-3000. Got IAP? Get it today. Breathe easier. Breathe easier. With indoor air professionals. For every breath you take. Gorilla Garage Gear, everything for your garage is available at Gorilla Garage Gear. They'll replace your garage door, they'll service your garage door, they'll give you an epoxy-coated floor like I have, or they'll help you organize your garage. And right now, if you call them today and tell them Dominic sent you, they'll give you $200, $200 off your epoxy floor. That's right, it's a great time to call. Here's the number, 715-6927, GorillaGarageGear.com online. This is a 15-year warranted floor, uh, floor folks. It's going to give you wear and tear and ease of clean. Uh, hose it down, squeegee the water off. It looks like a new car showroom. We love our Gorilla Garage floor, and you should get one too. Go, go, Gorilla. Gorilla Garage Gear, 715-6927, GorillaGarageGear.com. And always remember to buy right the first time and buy from a Hammer Time partner. 10.52 is the time here on WBEN. It's Dominic Cortese. Todd Schmiegel is my guest, and we're taking your plumbing questions or anything around the house that needs my attention uh, in a special show with Todd. We always look forward to Todd's visit. Um, 803-0930 if you'd like to speak to him about a plumbing issue as we travel now to Fredonia and chat with Ray. Good morning, Ray. You're next. It must be National Water Pressure Problem Day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm in a single-story house, Okay. I'm guessing the house is 70 years old because I've been here for 30 of it. <clears throat> Most of the plumbing is copper. <clears throat> Excuse my allergy here. Um, cold water runs absolutely fine. Throughout the house, I barely get the hot water. What I discovered, now the hot water tanks upstairs in my bathroom area. The washer dryer in the basement, when I use the washer, it gets plenty of hot water for some reason, maybe because it's below the tank. So what I did to solve a problem so I could at least take a hot shower is I put a tea on there by the washer, ran it up to my shower so I get some hot water there, but the rest of the house, it barely trickles out. Is hmm. that the tank, you think, or plumbing itself? It sounds like the way the plumbing was, was rooted. 
Correct. And uh, your shower head itself, uh, enough cold water comes through it. I want to make sure there's no restrictions in the in the shower head. Uh, I think fine there now that I ran that extra line on my own with a T off the washer of all places. Yeah. But that seems kind of weird, but it's the only way. I, I didn't want to keep taking cold showers. Really? Yeah. 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 Once again, maybe a valve situation, too. The valves, they were going that direction for hot water. What about the hot water in the sink in that bathroom? Is that sufficient? Uh, no. And, it's, and the yeah. sink's like only six feet away. Yeah. Why is the hot water tank upstairs? Yeah. Pardon me? Why is the hot water tank upstairs? I don't know. I didn't put it there. The, whoever built the house. It seems uh, like an odd an odd location. So the gas is piped. Is it a gas hot water tank? Yes, it is. So the gas line is piped all the way to the second floor, and uh, the water lines are all fed off from the hot water tank from the second floor. It just seems odd to me. Yeah, it's either a valving issue, a, a piping issue. Uh, there's, there's obviously restrictions somewhere. It's hard to tell over the radio, but... Um, I, I would start there. Look, look at the veils. Like we talked with the other caller about a little while ago. I was going to ask you: Would flushing the tank make any difference? Could that be the problem? I don't know how old anything is. I've been here thirty years, and the stuff was here. So the tank, the tank is the same tank. Yes, it is. Yeah. Well, the tank doesn't owe you anything. That may be part of the problem, <laughs> yeah. but I don't know. Uh, it may have diminished capacity, but that'll just simply mean that you would get a lack of hot water, not mm -hmm. uh, not a diminished flow. Yeah. Well, isn't it weird that right underneath it at the washer it comes out like Niagara Falls? No problem. That's why I put a T on there and ran it up to the shower. But It seems to me that the washer and dryer may have been plumbed from the basement water supply, uh, the main water supply, and then this hot water tank was fed in a convoluted way to put it on the second floor, which, I may, which makes no sense to me. You have a full basement. Like I said, I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, but you have a full basement? No, it's a half. You think that's possibly the reason why? Well, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe. Where the hot water tank sits, the basement is, you know, there is none. It's like a crawl space. I got it. Half I got house. it. Yeah. It looks like an addition was put on because the back of the house looks almost like a Swiss chalet look. It looks a lot newer. Sure. And the furnace is where? I've been on top because, I don't know, again, the house is, I guess, about 75 years yeah. old. I've been here 30 of them. And where is the furnace? Uh, also in the basement. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'm stumped on why the furnace and hot water tank weren't located, to, you know, in the same proximity of each other. To the old owner, he's gone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would say uh, I would probably bring your plumber in, and talk about the water line routing and okay. gas line routing, and you know maybe it might make sense to move the hot water tank. I don't know. Well, my other question, I don't know if you've heard of it, or if I don't remember if you answered it. Forgive me, I'm not young anymore. Um, would flushing the tank help at all, you think? It'll help to the extent that if you have diminished hot water uh, volume, it'll give you more hot water, but it won't change anything to do with the flow. Okay. Then you should be, everyone should be flushing the hot water tank on a regular basis. Okay. What do you recommend, Tato, on that? No, that directly below it sits the washer and it gets all the hot water on. Yeah. Yeah, the more calcium that's in the water, especially county water, the more it's going to plug up on the bottom. Flushing it alleviates some of that. It doesn't get rid of all of it, but right. it it, and the heat transfer is far better. Right. There you go. Let's move along to... Um, Can we do the gasoline thing first? Oh, yeah. I'm, curious. I'm glad you mentioned that because the time's running out. Yeah. Well, we started at the top of the hour with the gas line situation and, and the safety behind them. What I want to mention is, is the proper installation of a gas line does not include a flexible gas connector in sight. So anytime you have a flexible gas connector, it can only be installed behind a, wa uh, a dryer, a gas stove, or an appliance that you physically can't see it. That's the intention of a flexible gas connector. So if you have one on your hot water heater, you have one on your boiler or furnace, and it's vulnerable to anyone walking by it, including pets, guess what? That'll work hard and after a while and start to fail. It would seem to me that the 
proper use of a flexible gas line would be if the appliance has to be moved. Correct, yeah. 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 And, and that's the intention of it. So you can pipe it, push it back to the wall, and it'd be the end of it. Okay. I'm glad you uh, remembered that. Let's go to Amherst and Osman. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How about you? Good, good. What can we do for you? We got about a minute. We, we have an old building, 100 years old, and we try to put new gutters, you know, these, uh, the leaf uh, <laughs> friction. But we are told that we have a Yankee gutter. Yes. And it's not possible to replace them like that. Yes. Yankee gutters are a style of gutter that uh, predates uh, formed gutters that is actually a two-by material, a lumber material that's mounted to the roof and then layered on the interior side uh, with uh, asphalt material, then rooted to um, a downspout that would bring the water to the grade. Usually Yankee gutters um, would then also feature an angled fascia. Um, There are hangers that can be put on an angled fascia to allow conventional gutters to go on uh, a house, uh, but you may want to look at having the fascia squared. You're going to have to rebuild that extra area of the roof anyway because eliminating the Yankee is going to require carpentry work at the edge of the eave anyway. So uh, rebuilding the eave, cutting the fascia square, uh, allowing you to put a conventional drip edge on and then conventional gutters would be the uh, solution to that situation. I know it's always costly and involved when we're eliminating Yankees, um, but um, it's probably prudent to preserve the value of the property. Well, Tato, thank you again. That's always a pleasure. Thank you, Dominic, for having me. Yep, and thanks for your help at the show house as well. I had a lot of fun doing it. Yeah, and that's next Saturday's broadcast, folks, is the Decorator Showhouse on Delaware. Looking forward to seeing you there, and have a great week in the meantime. And always remember that life may be hard by the yard, but by the inch, it's a cinch.